Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. You don't need to find a pot of gold to strike it rich this March. Instead, win money on your tournament wagers with Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best team of odds makers in the business, so they're the safe bet when it comes to sports gambling. You have a direct line of their experienced staff behind the counter in Las Vegas. They also have one of the most extensive betting menus around, so no matter what you want to wager on come tournament time, Superbook is sure to have it. Download the Superbook app and start winning today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. we got two hours to go, and you know, we talked about it to start the show with opening day being right around the corner. Two days, not even around the corner. It's right here in front of us. Two days till opening day, and... You know, while there are going to be high expectations for both the Mets and the Yankees, you are hard to, you know, hard pressed to find improvements that each of these teams made from a year ago, at least right now. You know, the Yankees, you could argue, have done more to change the look of their team. Volpe over IKF. Harrison Bader, a full year in center field when he does come back healthy. Carlos Rodon, when he does come back healthy. The Yankees just been hit hard by injury here, but at least those are two spots that they can improve their club on. Maybe Josh Donaldson has a better year, but then maybe Aaron Judge doesn't hit 62 home runs, so maybe that stuff levels out. But center field, shortstop, and in that rotation, the Yankees upgraded. The Mets really have just only upgraded the bullpen, and of course we know what has happened since the upgrades with the bullpen. Edwin Diaz has been lost for the year in the injury he suffered at the WBC. 
So their bullpen, which was improved and was a great strength, has now been hit hard with losing their best part. So where exactly did the Mets get better coming into this year? And they needed to get better. Yeah, they won 101 games, but they need to be better this year than they were a year ago. And I don't think you could say that they are, at least now, on paper. Ken is calling from Queens. Good morning, Ken. Yeah, how you doing, Sal? Good morning, Ken. How are you? Yeah, I pretty much uh, agree with you uh, about the Mets. I'm just—I uh, hate to say it—I'm just not feeling it, and I'm not feeling it because something that you said last year at the end of the year stuck in my brain. That how can a Mets fan now next year trust this team? And this is going to be hard for a Mets fan to trust this team again to get where they want to go, okay? Having said that, adding Tommy Pham to this roster offensively pretty much, okay? And then, like you said, the pitching probably would have been a little better, the bullpen especially, if Diaz is healthy. And the starting pitching, you know, like you said, it's probably a wash. I mean, I don't know how much better there would be from last year, you know. Or anyway, what I think the problem is going to be they're going to get off to a tough start. I mean, you know, hey, Miami, don't sleep on Miami. They're a, they're a young team. They got that Segura who always kills us, and that kid they got from the White Sox who's a tremendous mm-hmm. hitter. And we always do bad against Alcantara. Don't be surprised if he shuts us down opening day. But other than that, Let's see where it goes. But I agree with you. They're not better than last year, and they need to be better than last year. Right. And you look at the lineup, and it just has not improved. You know, the rotation is different, but you can't say that it's necessarily improved with Kodai Senga. And, you know, uh, they had Quintana, obviously, but he's not there. Let's say Kodai Senga, Verlander, and David Peterson in place of Taiwan Walker Chris Bassett and Jacob Degrom. That's not that's not necessarily better either. Yeah, yeah. And quickly on the Jets. You know what, Sal? Load up. Hey, when Tampa got it going, they loaded up. They won a Super Bowl. L.A. did the same thing. Beckham might have been that final piece that got him there. So why not just load up, give it a shot this year, and see what happens if it don't happen this year? You try next year, and and that's it. And I think Douglas has Green Bay right where he wants them. I would offer Green Bay a fourth-round pick. I would not give him any of our two twos, uh, certainly not the one. We don't have a three. Give him the fourth and a conditional three next year that could get better if – you know, depending upon how far Rodgers gets us next year. I mean, we I think we got Green Bay exactly where we need to have them. Uh, agreed. And Joe Douglas, Ken, and thank you for the call, as always. Joe Douglas is not going to blink here. The, that was We didn't think that that would be the case prior to watching him meet the media yesterday. But then after watching him meet the media, I mean, he's, he's nestled in. That's it. The Packers are screwed because Douglas is not messing around. He will not be beat on this trade. He will not bend. He will not break. The Packers are going to bow down to him because they know that he's got the leverage, and he knows it as well. Good for Joe Douglas and good for the Jets. They are loading up and are going to put together a team that can go out there 
and legitimately compete to win a Super Bowl. Whether that's with Odell or not, whether it is through the draft, more free agency, they are, they're already in a good spot. And they are loading up even further. You got to be excited if you're a Jet fan right now. Eddie is calling from New Windsor. What's up, Eddie? Hey, Sam. Good morning. How you doing? Good, Eddie. How are you? Sam, open mic. You said call, ask any questions. Last week, you hanged up the phone on me. You got a little bit hot under the collar when you when you must have misunderstood me about the bar, um, about the Babe Ruth situation. Mm-hmm. Babe Ruth was a tremendous player. Okay, can't take nothing away from him. But my point was, what I was trying to tell you, that I don't think Babe Ruth would have hit all those home runs if he would have faced the pitching that our players are facing today. Okay. And, and that got you hot. Well, uh, but then, but we already, had, we already had this conversation, and you know no, how... No, we did not. You just hanged up the phone on me. Yeah, I, all right. Okay, so, right, but I mean, why do you think I hung up the phone on you? I have no idea. Well, did you listen to what I said afterward when I hung up the phone on you? That you don't, don't compare the, the best the, the 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 best baseball player ever existed. Whatever. Right. I don't remember okay. Play. All right. But so you so you heard my rebuttal to it. Even though I hung up on you, heard what I had to say about it. So what is what, what do you think has changed in the week or whatever it's been? I want you to ask the question to all us, the fans, because the pitching that the, the players are facing today are is, is they're faster, they're stronger. Everybody hits 100 miles per hour now. Back in the days, these guys were not even throwing 85, 89. So our greatest ball, our greatest home run hitter to us are the Barry Bonds. Well, it's, it's, your, it's your opinion. Because, it's your opinion. How many how many games did you see Babe Ruth play? Uh, none. Right, exactly. So, do you think you're qualified to determine whether or not Babe Ruth was actually great at baseball? Numbers and the statistic and what I see today with what right. the little videos that I see from back then. Mm-hmm. Right, I know. So you're dismissing the greatest home run hitter of all time is what you're doing. I'm again. not dismissing. Yeah. But he cannot be the greatest home run hitter from all time. Yeah. So who is again? Just so I, just so we are clear. To me, Barry Bonds. Right, okay. And Barry Bonds is known for doing what? I don't want to hear that. Oh, oh you, well, oh, you don't want to hear it. You got to have the skills to hit that ball. Oh, so the PEDs do nothing for you, right? They don't do nothing. No, uh, they okay. do help you recover. Eddie, you Eddie, recover? Eddie, help Eddie. Help you recover. Eddie, Eddie, you're lost on this one. Now guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang up. We, we've had this. We've had And Thank you for the call, Eddie. We've had this conversation now twice. Let's not have it again. You're lost on this one. You want to say that, look, I think Barry Bonds is the best player I've ever seen in my life. So if you want to say that Barry Bonds is great and you think he's the best home run hitter you've ever seen, whatever, you're entitled to do that. You can't dismiss the fact that he was on PEDs. It's a pretty big fact you're just ignoring there, conveniently. And you're also dismissing Babe Ruth, who was by far the best player when he played, like 10 times better than the next guy. That's how you judge him in comparison to his peers where he was dominant. And I'm not sure why you even would bring up this argument anyway. Who cares? It's not 1920. 
It's 2023, for goodness sake. You can credit today's players for their athleticism, for their strength, for their prowess, whatever, for their talent, without dismissing what players from different eras before did. And to just dismiss Babe Ruth's accomplishments is, like, you're on par, Eddie, with that for worst caller in the history of the station. Now, obviously, there have been some bad ones for different reasons, but you're actually trying to make a legitimate sports point where you're diminishing Babe Ruth. Think about that. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Hi, Stewart. Morning, Sal. How are you? Mm. Sal, what's this about Babe Ruth saying that he's saying Barry Bonds is uh, his all-time home run leader? Barry Bonds had 500 home runs, and then he did TEDs. Right. He Barry No, he Bonds said, he said Babe Ruth. People. He basically said Babe Ruth wasn't that good. Yeah, no, that's what he said. Uh, no, well, let me say something to you. If they start, Babe Ruth was 87 and 43 as a pitcher. He basically stopped pitching when he got to the Yankees, right? And he played every day. He was, he saved baseball in 1920. Mm-hmm. Literally. After the Black Sox scandal with Joe Jackson. What was I, it like? I, what was it like watching Ruth in person? I didn't see him. Oh, okay. I would have loved to have seen him play. Yeah. To me, to me and a few other people, he was God. Right. He was the God of baseball. Yes, he was. Well, now, how did you, so if you didn't see him play, how was he your God? Because I read stats on him. I saw film clips of him, and he was amazing. I'm not disputing it, by the way. And when I say compare him to his peers, I mean, he he dominated. He was close. He dominated the sport, and you could talk about doubt. you could talk about who was you know the only guy that was relatively close was number four. Yeah, he led the league in homers, ribbies, runs, walks, uh, strikeouts, uh, OBP, slugging, OPS, and ERA, and winning percentage. I mean, it's unbelievable to diminish what Babe Ruth did to the game. There isn't a player like him that has dominated the sport the way that he did at the time. It's a period of time, too, right? Yeah, and it's not just the sport versus the sport. Again, him being that much better than every one of his peers. All the players who played in the same set of circumstances. The only one close was number four, Lou Derrick. And what what years did Gehrig start? Do you remember? I think it was 2025. Okay. And Ruth still dominated, you know, the next, jeez. I mean, he, he still dominated the next, what, almost 10 years. No, t- yeah, 10 years after. And then Gary left in, I think, 30, 39. Yeah. Beginning of 39, he took himself Anyway, it's, it's so silly, it's not even worth entertaining, which is why I, I hung mean, up on Eddie last week. That. Come on. I mean, now these people are saying, oh, Otani is, uh, they're starting to compare him to Babe Ruth. Well, that's, I think that's probably how it originated last week when we were talking right, about Otani. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, I will say the one thing, though, you have to remember, Stuart, yeah. ba- Babe Ruth never won a WBC. <laughs> the WBC, the 
WBC was in uh, Never Never Land when Beirut yeah. played. Yeah. So uh, the WBC, I saw I saw some, but it didn't catch my interest. No, I want to see my team. Everybody get let's go on Thursday and let's see what happens. Oh, I can't wait! Well, Can you believe I, it? We're almost here. Well, almost here, almost back, and then let's see what happens this year. But you're bringing up the Mets. The Met pitching staff, that John brought up Met pitching staff, uh, you can say that, I would say that they're better, over slightly, because Jacob didn't give us, didn't give you, uh, but 11 starts and 15 starts the year before. So what did he give you? He was hurt. Right. And do you think he's going to do anything in Texas? No. I, no. Well, he, I mean, I, I think he'll be okay for the few games, okay. for the few games that he pitches. He got 185 million with a possibility of 220 something million if he pick, if he makes this six year. I don't think he's making. He's always excuse me. He's always hurt though. I was just yeah. yawning on the air. I forgot I was on the air for a second. He's always hurt. I mean that's the problem. And the thing is, then then everybody. I heard a few people say he was better than number 41. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, I no. I think he is. He's better than no. 41. Mm-mm. You don't I think so? Four, I saw 41. In person, many times. Right. And uh, he was as dominating as they got. Him, Gibson, Don D. Do you want to talk about something this century? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully my hopefully my team can get rid of uh, Donaldson. I K. No, Boone and says Donaldson's going to have a big year. Who? Who said that? Boone, your manager. Uh, da. My puppet. The da. My my puppet. Yeah, uh, he, he's a puppet. Just just don't forget that he's a puppet. That's not and, nice. Oh, I'm sorry. Call him a data applicator. It's a lot nicer. I feel. Like. <laughs> okay, we'll call him the data yeah. applicator. Boone, yeah, Boone the DA. Okay, data applicator and uh, BCs before what? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the BC meds before what? Cohen. Before yeah, before Cohen, but Brian Cashman, he was around in the last century. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, and oh, I got another one for you. Oh, another dude. singer. Another singer. We're changing topics. Another singer you should look up. I'll spell it T A M I A. Tamia. T A M I A. Uh huh. And, and Google Stranger in My House Tribal Mix. Okay. Google Tri- that. Why yeah. Tribal Mix? Tribal, T-R-I-B-A-L. How, how did you find this on uh, on Google? Uh, well, I happen to like her. Oh, okay. She's, uh, she's, she has a good voice, and you should see that video. Um, okay. we're, we're, talking, we're, talking be, we're talking beyond Ranger in my house. Uh, we're talking beyond Riri. Really? Beyond. Beyond Riri. All right. Whoa, I got it up here in the background. Check that out. Uh, I'm afraid to think what you were doing when you checked this out. I wasn't doing I was just enjoying it. Yeah, I'm sure you were. And thank you for the call, Stuart. You get back to us before opening day. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of uh, Tamiya. But I'm, I'm checking it out. Now I think I know a little bit too much about you, Stuart. <sighs> call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Going till five a.m. The warm up show with Al and Jerry. I also heard uh, Al take a little shot at me yesterday as well. It was both Al, uh, Scoes, uh, Boomer, and Geo. I will address that in about an hour from now. Those guys need to get some of the facts straight here. Stephen is calling from Old Bridge, New Jersey. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, good morning. So how you doing, man? Good. How are you, Stephen? Good, good. Uh, I called about the Mets, so let me just uh, make an adi- uh, another point prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Jets, um, there's no sense in loading up on all this talent if you're still going to have Zach Wilson. Two two stubborn teams, you know, are going to be sitting here butting heads all day long if they can't agree on Rodgers. You're just going to have a bunch of pissed-off stars and talent if you got that kid still starting. So no, he's not But he's not going to start. They named him, as a matter of fact, yesterday the number two quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the guy. The, the, sure. There is no other result here. Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet. So hopefully somebody uh, finally gives in here once, you know, right. because they have to. <laughs> um, but uh, Yeah, at some point, point somebody's going to make a move. I mean, you would think. Yeah, they have no choice. I mean, like I said, if you bring everybody in and you got that kid there because they couldn't come up with a deal, it's going to be uh, pointless to have the talent. Well, so, um, I mean, you, you'd like to have the talent anyway, but, you know, again, they, they're building this team based on Aaron Rodgers coming here. Aaron Rodgers is coming here. The Jets know it. The Packers know it. Everybody knows it. I mean, maybe Jeff fans are a little skeptical or, or going to be anxious until the deal is actually done. It's happening, and Joe Douglas said there's no rush. It, 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 it's not. There's no clock for him. They'll wait it out. They're they're going to force the hand of the Packers. The Packers have put themselves in a bad, compromised position here. They're screwed, and they know it. And they're going to have to accept less than the real value of Aaron Rodgers. Good for the Jets and Joe Douglas. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so What's your Mets point? Quick. Yeah, um, Mets point with uh, Diaz going down. Uh, our rotation is built on around five innings. Uh, six innings max, uh, you know, with the older guys and the uncertainty of K. Uh, uh, what's his name, Senga, and uh, and all these guys. But in our bullpen, the bullpen has got to get three additional outs that I don't think they were expecting to get. Uh, so they're going to have a lot of openings here. Uh, you know, if Adovino has a somewhat even the same season and Robertson duplicates what he did last year, they're still missing three outs of important. Um, important part, you know, even if you put Robertson, Nadavino in 8-9, 6 and 7 is going to be a crapshoot most of the time. And it's a shame that there's it happened this late uh, 
in, in the off season because they uh, were not able to replace this, and that's where well, I think well, the big problem is going to be. Well, there's no way to replace it, Stephen, and thank you for the call, which is why I said earlier in the show while you were sleeping, there's no way to replace Edwin Diaz in the rota- in the bullpen. The one way that they can maybe make up for it is power. Add a power bat or two. That's one way to compensate for losing the best closer in the game because even if at the trade deadline, and by the way, I do believe the Mets are going to add to this team because right now they're not good enough. They'll play it out April, May, June, maybe July, see what happens, whether they call somebody up if needed or just go all in at the trade deadline, but they will make moves. And they will get a bullpen arm. But no matter who they get, it's not going to be Edwin Diaz. I don't care if it's the best arm on the market. It's not Edwin Diaz. So there is no truly replacing Edwin Diaz. What you can do is make your team better than it was in other areas. Mainly power. Braves, Phillies, Padres. Are the Mets going to be able to match those offenses? Their game plan to beat them with pitching. Well, it didn't work last year. Bob is calling from Bayside. Bob, I have a feeling what you're going to discuss this morning, Bob. Sal, you you make two very good points uh, to Eddie about the, the the first point that you make is it's very tough to compare era, different eras. But what you have to do is look at what Babe Ruth was against his contemporaries at the time. And uh, um, I don't know if Eddie knows this that in 1927 when Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs not one other team as a team with 10-15 guys had 60 home runs right. not one team hit 60 home runs furthermore Eddie, Eddie may not know that Babe Ruth had a lifetime batting average of 343 okay number two number yeah, three but he did it against lesser pitchers I know well well, it's true that they didn't hit uh, 98, 99 miles. Well, whatever. Who cares? Other, I, I think the I best measuring stick, and we, you talked about it, you referenced what I was saying, is what he does against his peers, what he did against all the players. He was that much better than basically every other player that played with him. Right. A couple of more facts. The, number one, the the mound was 55 feet away at that time, hmm. which gave an edge to the pit. Now it's 60 feet. Uh, and a 60 feet, eight, eight inches, whatever. Number two, that was in the dead ball and the dead bat area. You know how the ball has been juiced up in these bats? Yeah, the I'm ball aware. Flies and out. the ballparks are smaller. Yeah, the bodies are bigger. Yeah, I get it. It was a dead ball and a dead bat area. And let me say one thing. They juiced this ball up, uh, tying it tighter from, from 35 years ago it started. In 1987, when Mark McGuire came up and uh, Jeff, Jesse Barfield hit 50 home runs at the ball is much, much livelier and the bats are than they were. What Babe was Ruth. it like? Like, what was the atmosphere like watching Babe Ruth play live? <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing. My father watched him. Did he? Yeah. My That's pretty cool. Watched Babe Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm my, trying to my think father. like my grandfather. I think my grandfather was born in, say, 25. So, I mean, even as a, you know, he probably didn't get to, you maybe saw the end. He was a Yankee fan. My grandfather grew up a Yankee fan. So let's say, I don't know, I was a seven-year-old or so. Maybe he got to watch him. What year were you born, Bob? Yeah. Did you get, you didn't get to see him at all, right? 
I, I'll put it this way. I saw Mickey Mantle's a rookie season in 1951. Okay. All yeah. right? Yeah. As a seven-year-old. Did you see? But anyway. Let me, uh, I was going to say, did you see the Rangers win the Stanley Cup in 1940? But no, that was <laughs> that was before your no, time. No. Yeah, okay. I was born at the end of 44. But let me say one thing. Uh, there are certain players who would be a stars in any era. Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio would be stars today. Everybody knows it. I mean, Eddie, Eddie is way off base with Barry Bonds as a better home run hitter than Babe Ruth. Well, how about the fact that he ignored the PED use from Bonds? And, and he didn't bo- want to hear it from. Yeah, and by I, the way, I know, I, it's not it's not even about, like, I love Bonds, and I think Bonds is the best player that I've ever seen in person or, or personally watching baseball in my lifetime. But come on, you can't just be dismissive of Babe Ruth, arguably the greatest player to ever walk the face of the earth. And, and by the way, Barry Bonds, uh, uh, Eddie was right about one thing. Barry Bonds was great before he started using steroids. Agreed. Uh, you know, uh, and but I'll say one thing. Uh, We've said multiple compare, things. It's tough to <laughs> it's tough to compare. Uh, normally, normally, you and I disagree. We're we're agreeing on this one. All right, this is a nice I'll get conversation. To my Mets, nice. I'll get to my Yankees Mets call the next time I call. Okay. I hope tomorrow you got to give us a little season preview. Come on. Uh, maybe tomorrow. And yeah, you, you know, I always tell you those Rodney jokes, right? About gam. I mean, let me say what he said about gambling. He says, I get no respect in gambling. I join Gamblers Anonymous. They gave me two to one. I don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, Bob. Well, I'm sorry, Bob. I thought we were going to end on a, a high note there. Thank you for the call. Get back to us tomorrow. I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to fight with you about the Mets and Yankees again. I don't know how we're starting to talk about Babe Ruth, but look, five hours on the overnight in the offseason, it gets us to opening day here. Talking Babe Ruth fielding Roddy Dangerfield jokes. Carmelo's calling from Staten Island. What's up, Carmelo? What's up, Sal? How you doing? Good. What's on your mind, Carmelo? Uh, I'm going to talk Mets a little bit, but first I want to get into this uh, whole Babe Ruth uh, debate. Oh, I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know why there's a debate about this. We all know who the greatest home run hitter of all time is, and you know it is, too. Who? The Paisan Mike Piazza. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I. I now, nah, in all seriousness, um, yeah, I see like you know Cole saying that Babe, um, Barry Bonds could be the the best you know home run hitter of all time, but you know he has the whole PED thing going on with him. What about uh, Albert Pujols, who's a more modern type player who never got caught with roids and um, had over three hundred batting average career, over seven hundred home runs. Well, as far as what you talking about, greatest player, greatest home run hitter. Well, great to me, greatest player of all time that I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I still go Bonds. I think Bonds was a better overall player. And you're right, you want to throw in the clean factor, assuming that Pujols was clean. For me, right. it would probably be two guys. I'll give you my top three. Bonds, okay. Griffey Jr., Jeter. Yeah. Okay. Those are my three. I would, I would, put, I would usually put uh, Griffey first, but you know with the injuries, he should be the greatest player of all time. Right. Yeah, so yeah. but forget about that. Um, but the Mets, what about Mauricio? We need a bat. I so, think Mauricio can fit in perfectly for DH, no? If you don't want to put him in the field yet. So I don't think that they believe Mauricio is ready yet, Carmelo, and thank you for the call. I mean, I don't. Uh, clearly they don't believe that anybody is ready yet. Vientos is the closest to being big league ready, and you'll probably see him first of any of that group. Mauricio right now is going to be playing shortstop and, you know, trying to keep, I guess, his hot hitting going in AAA. 
And then I think eventually you're looking at, you know, they're going to have to, he's not playing shortstop. So you do the math. I mean, they're eventually going to have to move him or they're either going to have to trade him or move his position. So that's probably what you're looking at with Mauricio, and they're not going to do that at the big league level. They have some options internally for DH, assuming that Vogelback struggles. Whether it is Vientos, like we said, whether it is bringing Beatty up, eventually Alvarez, possibly. I mean, you know, those options are there. I don't know if any of them are great or all going to work out. They also could just go and add somebody at the trade deadline. But trade deadline's a long way away. Dan is calling from the Jersey Shore. What's up, Dan? Hey, Sal. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Hey, let me Real quick, let me just say you do a great job. One of my favorite guys on the fan, and uh, you do a good job baseball night in New York on SNY as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Dan. So, uh, hey, with your schedule, real quick, are you going to be able to make it out to opening day or that Saturday, Sunday? Uh, you're talking about what? Uh, City Field? Yeah, over at City. Um, honestly, dude, I haven't uh, gotten to that point yet of my schedule. I Put it this way. If there's a way I can make it out there, I will. Yeah, I hear you. Are you going? Uh, anyway. I'm assuming you're going. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I was playing. I'm going opening day, and then I got I got a season ticket package. So I uh, go on Saturday for the giveaway. They're doing like a City Field replica giveaway, and then Sunday I think Sango might be thrown. So I'm gonna check that out. What are we looking? So you're going all three? You going to the first three? Yeah. You single? How old are we? How old are we talking here, Dan? Uh, I'm 28. Yeah, I mean, this is what exactly this is what I was doing. Uh, you know, at those days, maybe a little bit younger than you, going to you know 50 games or so in '99 and 2000. So I missed those days where I could just go three days in a row. I'll see if I can get out. There. I actually have to look at the schedule. I'm waiting for the schedules to get printed in the newspaper so I can map out uh, map out my summer here. Yeah, it's old school. Well, you know why? Because I went to the Mets site and Yankee site, and I can't read on the Yankees. Yankees one, the printable schedule is too small, and they also don't have the times for all of them. And the Mets schedule is not updated with the times either, the printable version. Oh, uh, yeah. That's annoying. It's annoying. It is annoying. I want my magnetic schedule like the old days. <laughs> so, anyway, my point about the Mets this year, you know, I think you kind of know what you're going to get from the big guns and Alonzo. He's going to drive in 110 runs. You know, Lindor... If the Mets are going to be any good, Lindor's going to have to be an MVP candidate. McNeil can hit 300 in his sleep now. Uh, three guys that you know aren't getting talked about enough, I think, are Starley Marte, David Peterson, and Kodai Senga. Uh, I think those three guys are going to be huge this year. You saw the hole that was created in the lineup when Marte went down last year. So him staying healthy, he had a pretty good spring. Um, Peterson... You know, I like I like what the Mets are doing, plugging him in in between Scherzer and uh, Verlander in the rotation. I think that gives the uh, gives a different look between those two. Who can you know? Yeah, you talking about a lefty who's you know a little bit different, obviously, than just the sheer power you're getting. Uh, you know, from Scherzer, or Verlander. Uh, look, I yeah. love David Peterson. I love his competitive nature. I think he's going to be a mainstay in this rotation moving forward. He's done a good job earning that fifth spot. In that rotation, I'm with you on Marte. I love Starling Marte as a player. He is there. To me, he's their third best bat, even ahead of Jeff McNeil. Let me ask you, Sal, where would you put Marte in the lineup? Would you put him in the two-hole, or would you put him, you know, kind of lengthen the lineup? Would you plug him down deeper? I'd rather have him hitting fifth, Dan, and good call. You get back to us. Maybe I'll see you out there at City at some point. I'd rather have Marte hitting fifth. Problem is, Marte wants to hit second. 
And Buck talked about that last year where they had conversations with him. He said, I'm okay in right field as long as you leave me there. And, you know, he wanted to hit second in the order. Or I guess they had a conversation about it and decided that second was going to be the spot. He just doesn't want to be moved. Marte wants to know he's coming to the ballpark. He's playing right field, batting second. I respect that. I love that. Consistency. But ideally, their lineup profiles better with Marte hitting fifth because he's got power to protect Alonzo and Lindor. He's more of an impact bat than even, say, Jeff McNeil, where McNeil, I think, is the perfect sixth hitter. Lengthens out that lineup. There are going to be guys on in front of him. McNeil could put the bat on the ball, get a base hit, squeeze across that extra run. You know, the problem is they don't have then, you know, a two-hitter. So you, if you like the order the way that it is with Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, who's your five-hole? McNeil six, maybe Escobar? And this is why I don't like Vogelback. This is why the perfect bat would have been Carlos Correa. Now, it doesn't have to be Correa. They have to, obviously, it's not going to be Correa. They have to find another bat that can fit that profile of an impact power bat. Either for left field or DH. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk to. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Kind of back on the fan. We've been talking about opening day just a couple of days away. It's so annoying that uh, I don't know if they're not aware of this, but on the Mets website where you go to printable schedule, which I do every year and print them out, whether it's at home or at work or both uh, while I'm waiting for the Because sometimes the papers have these, you know, whether it's uh, Newsday, the Post or Daily News, they have these schedules um, in the paper, but they're all different. So I, I forget which one. I think the Post has the best one. So I'm really waiting for that. But in the meantime, I usually have these the printable schedules, both the Yankees and the Mets. How is it possible that two days from opening day on the Mets website, you go to the schedule, printable version of the schedule, and there are no game times? The majority of the games, there's no start times. Or I guess the road games, at least, now that I'm looking at all the road games have no start times. What, what kind of crap is that? Come on, guys, get this thing ready here. Let's go. I got to print it out. I want to figure out my schedule. 110 on Thursday. I don't know what the deal is going to be with that. So that's next week we're talking about where the Mets this week. Yeah, Yankees play at 1 o'clock on this Thursday. Mets play at 4 in Miami. And then the following week will be the Mets home opener on that Thursday. Um, I'm trying to think. April 8th. Oh, isn't one of those days Easter? April 9th is Easter, right? Yeah, April 9th is oh, man, that sucks. Um, so that one's I'll out. be there for the home opener in between overnight shifts, so just join me and we'll both be zombies. I'm just trying to think of how I would even make that work logistically. Like okay, so I did do the overnight, go home, 
Uh, no, because normally I wake up at noon. I could get up at eleven, let's say. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be there too late, and then I have SNY afterwards. So I'm on after Mets post game. So I'm not gonna be able to make it back. There's, there's no way. I just can't do it anymore with the SNY schedule. I can't do it. There was a period in my life where I went to. Tw- uh, I think I want to say twenty. And maybe it was seventeen or so. I went to everyone from '95 till about 2012. Let's say. Um, how many years is that, Fleeks? You know, 2012. Minus. Well, if you include 95 and 2012 in between, it would be 18. Okay, there you go. So I was like 17 or 18 in a row. And then that was it. Because I had to work at MLB.com on one of the opening days there, 12 or 13, something like that. Uh, you missed 2013, the Colin Calgill Grand Slam. Right. And then he was never heard from again. What was the 2012 opener? Yeah, I used to remember all these. I, I don't remember. Because 2013, I remember, was my senior year of college, so... With a flexible class schedule, I was able to drive four hours from State College and go to Mets opening day. Worst ever opening day. Do you you have a, a memory? Well, it's not home. It's Glavin in Chicago. Oh, my. No, that was home. Glavin against Chicago at City Field. What was it, 15 to 2 or something? In the freezing cold. I don't know why I thought that game was at Wrigley. Yeah. I, I, we watched that in school. My teacher put the game on for the Met fans in class. And it was just like, yeah, can we go back to like doing math or something? It was the worst experience. Now, I've experienced a lot of crappy games. That was the worst experience that I ever remember having. And usually opening days are, are fun, uh, especially with the Mets. It's like the, the one thing they've always done is win on opening day. They lose the rest of the year, but they've won on opening day. What was it, 15-2? Yeah, he gave up four runs in the first inning. You're right. Yeah, it was home. Yeah, it was. I mean, I remember being in the mezzanine, freezing my rear end off. I'm telling you, it was... I mean, there have been some cold days at the park. I, I've never been in the game more brutal than that in 2004. That was awful. All of it. Opening day, Glavin was terrible. Getting pounded by the Cubs and the wind just ripping through Shea Stadium at the time. Corey, Batter- Corey Patterson hit two home runs off of Mike Bassick. Mike Bassick. Oh, my God. Mike Bassick. The good old days. Mm, trying to think of my favorite one. In 1995, that was when they first came back from the strike. And what I remember about that is fans running on the field and throwing dollar bills at players. Brett Butler was there in his debut uh, as a Met. Fans were running up to him and said it was just weird. They were, it was a that was a, an odd night. I'm trying to think of what other ones that I that stick out that I enjoyed. I like Derek Bell in 2000 opening bell. Bell hit a big two-run homer, I think. The Mets won 2-1 against the Padres, I want to say. Mm, I'm not 100% sure, but that would be my memory there. Um, was 99 Alberto Castillo? one nothing. they beat the Phillies? Or was that 98? Hmm. Uh, getting mixed up a little bit. But anyway, these are, I mean, opening, opening day is fun. It's special. Love it. Yankees will have first crack at it Thursday against the Giants. And it's a nice historic rivalry. Yankees and Giants. Two former New York teams. Or, you know, one former New York team versus the current New York team. But then the Mets will have their turn a week later against the against the Marlins. God, get the Marlins games out of the way. Seven in the first ten, ten games. And then the Mets, before you know, go on that West Coast trip right out of the gate. Oakland, L.A., San Fran. Weird first month for the Mets. Anyway, 
66, Carmelo is calling from Astoria. What's up, Carmelo? Hey, what's up? We got cut off before, but that's okay. Um, can you let me know which player now would do something like what Carl Ripken did? Play uh, every day for like, what, 18 years? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. You know I what mean, I mean? That's that's a, that's an iconic man. Broken finger, uh, a tongue, a, a bruised chin. Whatever he was, he was always playing. Oh, oh, oh what? A bro, oh, 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 yeah, a, bro, a broken finger or a, a bruised shin? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He yeah. still played. Yeah, well, he was you know, the Iron Man. I mean, you know, that, well, that was uh, Cal Ripken. That should be in every ballpark in the dugout. Yeah, I just no think... No excuses. Uh, you know, times have, times have changed, obviously, and, and thank you uh, for the call, Carmelo, where you don't have... You know, the teams aren't requiring these players, demanding these players go out there and play every day. They want to give guys rest. And it's smart that way. But it is incredible to think about what Cal Ripken Jr. did. I mean, that's a record that'll never be touched. Certain guys have that pride that want to be out there. But I think it's even beyond that, where the teams wouldn't even let it get to that point to where somebody could be close. I mean, do we even have a, like, how would we even, like, who's on the trajectory for Cal Ripken Jr.? Is there a, there's got to be somebody who's got the consecutive game streak currently in Major League Baseball. I mean, that's one of those records that will never be broken. Although, I guess you say that about, certain things, and then all of a sudden they get it happens, right? You don't think we're seeing that one, right? Cal There's Ripken. no chance. Nobody right. will let you get anywhere close to that. Yeah, who, like, what are we looking at here? You think anybody's played three full seasons? No. Two? No. We're probably, the guy that's right now probably got the longest streak is probably in the 200 range. Because I don't think anybody won, I mean, injuries, but I don't think teams want you to go anywhere near it to the point where they have to think twice before they give you a day off. It's a good guess by Marco. I don't know about consecutive games, but consecutive starts. Uh, it's on an Odyssey website in June of last year when Witten Merrifield had his streak of 553 snapped. Matt Olson became the new leader of active players at 221. That is, that's So there's, again, if that's in the summer, he did not get above 300. And just a refresher so you're saying Whit Merrifield had it at over 500. Uh, Matt Olson had it at over 200. It's from July of last year, so even if he played the rest of the year, that's a little past the halfway point. He's probably just under 300 right now. And for those of you who don't know, Cal Ripkins was 2,632. The only thing... I mean, again, that's ridiculous, <laughs> that and we're not seeing that. Stop. It's not happening. The only thing that could possibly be where a team might acquiesce like a Hideki Matsui, where he already had it going in Japan, and they you come over here, and they say, and he says, "This is very important to me to keep the streak going," and maybe they let it do it because the Yankees let Matsui do it. I forget how many games he got, five hundred something like that, until he broke his wrist. They let him continue his streak because it went all the way back to Japan. So it was something that was important to the player as he came over. Now, if you get somebody to come over now, I mean, they're not going to have as much time. You would think as Matsui had over there, and they're not going to get close to Cal Ripken, but maybe you get somewhere into the five, six, seven hundred again. Even then, though, after you know Cal and Lou Gehrig, 
there's an 800-game drop-off to the guy who's number third all-time. Well, and who what, is that? Gehrig's at 2,130. Everett Scott, who played, this is from 1916 to 1925, oh, God. 1,307. So right in there between two and three, it's an 800-game difference. Are there any names that we recognize anywhere atop that list? Yeah, fourth with 100 games fewer is Steve Garvey. Miguel Tejada is fifth. Wow. Billy Williams, sixth. Stan Musial is eighth. Eddie Yost, ninth. Pete Rose is on the list. He's uh, number 12. Dale Murphy's 13. So you'd recognize most of the guys on this list. I'd love to do that list from, say, 2000 on or 2010 on. Nobody. Right, Tejada is the only one on this list that appeared in a game in the 2000s. His streak started in 2000, ended in 07, 1152. Everybody else is before that. Yeah, most of them way before that. Yeah, I mean, that is... Look, let's be fair. Even when Ripken had his streak, how many times did we say he might be a better player if you actually took a few days off because you're beat up and you're hitting 210? So teams saw that even before the analytics made it an impossibility. Team saw that Ripken sometimes was hurting himself by playing through injuries that he really shouldn't have played through. Right. And so they saw that. Cal Ripken like, Jr. is what led to load management. I mean, but still, bit, yeah. No, he, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of joking, but no, yeah, you're right. Like, because there, you're, that was the analysis at the time. You're probably better off sitting a couple games if he can do it. That means that these guys can do it. They may not be a hundred percent, and maybe it's. I don't think it's hurting the team. We know well, that, like, last though. year, the Mets would have preferred if Lindor and Alonzo, once every month, all right, take a game off, guys. Lindor, I mean, he jammed his thumb or whatever in a, in a door in a hotel room. He played. Alonzo had the hit-by-pitch off of him. I was right behind it in San Diego. You heard the scream. And then back on Friday against the Angels, he's playing. He missed a game. Now, see, you're, you guys are right on all of that when you're producing. The stuff that came up right. with Ripken was because he had many a year where he couldn't play. Like, he, he was playing, but he was garbage. You you looked at him, you're like, you're a, you're a shell. So he was just Cal being Ripken. selfish. And that's the that was the feedback. Well, it Sal, was like, you remember, too, you know, in uh, August when Pete Alonso was slumping and he has the bad Subway series, the calls were Buck and Epler have to, t- and Steve Cohen have to tell him, Pete, right. you got to sit a day. Right. If, if, look, if sitting a day when you're beat up and you're not hitting and you're not playing well can get your mind right and get you back on track, I am all for it. Sometimes we all need just a day off, a couple of days, whatever. Clear your mind. When you're hitting, you don't need them. And I don't think a player wants them at that point. It's when you're slumping. 2,000. And now, again, well, look, he's a Hall of Fame player. 632 games. I'm not going to dump on Ripken, but if you look at some of his stats, there were years where he hit like 230, and you were like, maybe if you took a week off, Maybe you could actually got yourself and you would have helped the Orioles out right. instead of being a black hole in the lineup because you didn't want to come out of it. Sounds no. right about the number, though. Like, Gehrig, of course, is close. If you double the guy in third place, he's still 18 games behind Kyle Ripken I Jr. Mean, that's ridiculous. There are some records, again, that one's not going to get touched. That's it was another one because they Googled just, uh, you know. Yeah, was, I uh, mean, Cy Young, you're not touching his wins or his losses Walter, or his complete games. Walter Johnson, 110 career shutouts. I mean, you, nobody's going to get 110 Complete games. I don't know what's, what second is with that. Uh, the hits. We might. A see. lot of these guys might have to wait until they're 34 years old to get to 110 wins. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, we might see, see hits at some point, right? Like, that's one that's at least touchable. You mean total hits yeah. over a career? I've, yeah. Um, Most career hits by Rose. Is it plus? Uh, the game might possible. have to change again because a lot of these guys go up, unless you're Jeff McNeil, they're not even trying to get base hits. Yeah, but that's still But you're right. It, it could be in play. I, I, it, it's not as untouchable as Cy Young or Cal Ripken. It's not likely, 
but it's possible. A player would have to average 213 hits per season for 20 years. Again, we didn't think we'd see an Ichiro do what he did if he'd have played his entire career. No, they in, said in, in, it, in his article here, I think this is Bleacher Report, Ichiro averaged 225 hits per season over his first 11 years, but at age 38, uh, you know. He, right, he, but at 11 years, he was 38. All right. Listen, Anthony Volpe's 21 if the Yankees are right about him. Right. Again, it's unlikely, but it's plausible. No one's getting 500 and something wins. It's not happening. Seven, Is it 511? 749 complete games. Stop. That's never yeah, the happen. rest of these are completely inconceivable that a guy would even come close to them these days. Where are we at with Ryan's strikeout number? Anybody close to that? It's got to be somebody's got to do that now with the way they, they have strikeouts. I mean, that's more positive. The problem is you're going to get a 10 11 strikeouts. You're only going to go five innings. So you're only going to get. Uh, you know, so many just simply because you're not going to throw enough innings. You know, a lot of these guys got to last. Ricky Henderson stolen base record. These are guys that we grew up no, like our wheelhouse. You want to guess how far? Sure, because we know Verlander and Scherzer are together on the list. They're going to jump each other every time they make market right. inning starts this year. Guess how many they are away from Nolan Ryan? Twenty four hundred. Close twenty six hundred. About a little, uh, maybe closer to twenty five. And that's at they're at. 3,198 for Verlander, 3,193 for Scherzer. Nolan Ryan at 57.14, almost 1,000 more than number two. Randy Johnson is 4,875. So, There's no, no we've never seen anybody come close I to mean, that that's record. That's unbelievable. And then people say, oh, yeah, baseball is great in your day. Get off my lawn, old man. Yeah, it was great. All these guys are breaking <laughs> records. Ripken, Ryan, Ricky. Uh, maybe Pete the competition Rose. was just worse. Thing, I mean, really, thing, though, they're playing against each other. I looked up uh, Cal Ripken because uh, I saw Mark was talking about the injuries he dealt with, he played through. Mm-hmm. In 93, he severely twisted his knee in a brawl that happened, and he didn't miss any games. That happened in June. In that month, he hit uh, 248. Next month, hit 230. That season, he only hit 257, and he struggled in those two months of the season. So that was uh, Marco's point about there were times where he actually did get injured and played through and actually hurt the team. And, and, and I'm not going to get into the Kevin Costner yeah. story either, too. So. And, and 257 now would lead the league. I think the American <laughs> League was batting average. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.